And a good Sunday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Home and Appliance Radio Program right here on WJR Radio. We invite you to call with your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your complaints. We want to hear it all from you. Everybody wants to hear your voice, and they want to join in the conversation as well. Some 40 years on radio doing this show and inviting you to be a part of it where we help consumers. And as Donald the Foster, uh, <laughs> Donald the Schuster, uh, says, be kind to others. Good morning to you, Donald. Joe, you make me feel so young. You make me feel there are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, and a wonderful fling to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray, I'm going to feel the way I do today because you make me feel so young. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Donald, and Happy New Year to everyone we know and everyone we don't know. It's that time of the beginning of a new year. So let's both say happy new year. Happy new year. So we're here for you live Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. And we're here to take your calls and your texts today. Again, it's a double bonus holiday weekend approach. You can call us with your question or you can text us with your question. If you text us, just give us your name, your city, and of course your question. But uh, we prefer you call us because that's what it's all about. It's a radio show. We love talking to you. Joe can go back and forth with you better and really kind of determine what your situation is. So give us a call or text us at 800-859-0WJR. It's 800-859-0957. It's a good time to call right now. We're just getting a new day going, a new show going. Come on in. Let's make it happen. 800-859-0957. And Donald, if I could touch on just one issue here this morning. It's not an issue, but it's the long weekend. It's uh, the period where we send out, Spectrum sends out, the newsletter that comes out every month to our listening audience and to many people who have donated. And uh, I don't believe the newsletter went out yesterday uh, on the 1st. And I believe it's going out tomorrow because people have been off. But the letter's written. It's sent in. There's a new feature in the letter I'd like to point out, thanks to a few people who have written me. And we're going to put a real issue in the newsletter that people can compile and tack on the wall, as one of our listeners said, uh, things that are necessary to be done. So that's all coming up starting tomorrow, and get ready for the newsletter. I don't think you have to consider yourself one moment late, even though it's technically 2022. This world doesn't officially get in gear again until tomorrow, so you're going to be right on schedule, Joe. Let's go to Grand Blank. Let's take our first call from uh, a gentleman who's got a dishwasher that won't clean the dishes. That's a problem. This is Pat. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Hi, Joe. I called last Saturday and talked to you about my dishwasher. wouldn't wouldn't fill, and I could that, uh, That's new, the uh, Bosch, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's a new okay. fill, fill valve in. It fills, it fills, but it doesn't fill all the way. And it, uh, I turned it on, and it, it runs through the cycle, and it wants to 
empty and refill and empty and refill and it never sprays out the out of the out of the arms. How old is that dishwasher, Pat? About uh, 2014, I think. Oh, it's relatively new. It, it sounds like there's first of all there's no uh, there's no pressure switch that I know of. As a matter of fact, I looked in my Bosch dishwasher, and yeah. there's no there's no upside down teacup like people use in the dishwasher to, for a uh, control on the water valves. Should I let go and just continue to fill this uh, this teacup is a float system, yeah. and, and you don't have one in this, so which makes me think. How do they control the water flow if the water valve should open up and let water in continuously? Uh, I don't know. I don't I know. There's a, there's a pressure valve system that works for that pressure. It fills, a, fills a, a chamber and it pushes the air out of the chamber. Yeah. The chamber could be plugged, I thought, maybe. Do you have a, do you, on your instruction book, is there an 800 number that you can call right directly to Bosch? Yeah, there is, yeah. Well, that's my next step to you. Like okay. I, okay. like I say, I don't know everything, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm an old fella. It's hard to bend down anymore to lift washing machines and move refrigerators. I know it. Yeah, you're but, right. But, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to suggest you go further past the appliance, doctor. And okay. then please, please let me know what they tell you, what the final cure is. You sound pretty versed on being mechanical. Yeah. And, okay. and, yeah. and I've enjoyed I talking to you. I filled it with water myself and tried to run it and see if it would, would work, but it didn't seem to pump. I hear it sounds like it's pumping through, but it doesn't come out the arms. Now, you mentioned the impellers on the, arm, uh, on the motor. Yeah. Uh, those impellers seem to be turning. Yeah, it turns fine. I, I took with my finger, it flips around, okay. Yeah. Like there's a magnet on armature or something that must go by magnets on armature. It's like something well, something. Pat, I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay, Pat, thanks very much. We're up and rolling. We're full speed ahead. It is 6.13, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by DeRocher's Appliance. The Roachers Appliance, in business since 1951, a great family, two stores, one in Monroe, right downtown, smack in the middle, beautiful store, been there since 1951, they've got a new location in Sylvania, Ohio, and I've been there as well, another beautiful store, they got mattresses, they've got furniture, Lazy Boy has their products all over that store. And they've got some great deals on appliances. If you want to deal with an expert that's been around for years and tell you the way it is on major home appliances, you could call DeRocher's Appliance and get a real lesson on major home appliances. The phone number, 734-241-7626. That's 734-241-7626. We're coming on back. We're going until 8 o'clock this morning. And when we return from this short commercial break, we're going to be talking to Keith from Howell. We're going to be checking in with Margaret from Kimball. And we could be checking in with you as well. You just got to call us or text us, but give us a call. 800 
800-859-0957. If you do text us, it's the same number. Just give us your name, city, and question. 800-859-0957. That's the same as 800-859-0WJR. I am your humble show co-host, and I'm happy to be helping out today. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster, and helping us out and making Joe and I both sound good in the control room this morning. On the audio board is Dave Kingpin Rieger. Helping out on phones this morning is Danielle Mason. It's the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on the great voice of the Great Lakes, 760 WJR. We're all surviving the first big snow of the winter together. We're all together right here on the Home and Appliance Show, and we're inviting your appliance repair question at 800 859 That's 800 wjr We started out with a dishwasher that wasn't washing. Let's go to a dryer that's not drying. Nobody's going to say we're not keeping it basic. This is how old we're going to now, and we're going to be talking to Keith. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you? Hi, Joe. Just for uh, some uh, unknown reason at this point, I've got a a 15-year-old Whirlpool dryer that all of a sudden stopped heating. Everything else runs. I've got 220 to it. I've replaced the thermal fuse to it, and I've put a new uh, heating element in it but it's still not drying. So now you've got 220 to it, but remember this. If you have only 110 to it, it'll run. The motor will run. It only needs 110. It's the heating element that needs 220. So I need you to make sure you've got 220 at that outlet. I do have, I've verified that several times because that's, that's one of the curious things, you know, uh, I do have 220 to it. Now, my specific question to you, there is a thermal thermostat right at the heating element. One lead goes, one lead wire goes directly to the heating element. Right. There's another lead wire that goes to the other side of this thermostat that then shares a junction with the other side of the heating element. Uh, should both of those have 110 then? Yes. Okay, because I've only got 110 on one side then, so I've got to trace that other wire back yeah, to go, see. Go to the cord that comes to the product and follow the cord up to the back of the dryer. There's a little metal panel there you take off. Right. And make sure you're connected there. Because that, it's that I verified. It's nothing but a terminal block. Right. That's where I checked to make sure I had 220 because I wanted to make sure my pigtail was good as well. Right. Now you've got thermostats that you can bypass. You could take the two wires off a thermostat and put them together and see if you get power to the element itself and but yeah i tried i tried that yesterday but i don't think i i had it i i believe one of those leads one of those wires i have two wires going to the going to the thermostat and element i've only got 110 on one of them all right well you you need 220 let's put it that way 
and you've got right. a wiring problem. You you got a wire off, broken someplace. That's coming to that element through the thermostats, and so now you're fooling with 220 volts. That can hurt you, you know. Oh, I'm I'm very respectful of electricity. <laughs> good, good. So so am I. Trust me. But you're just going to keep digging into that thing until you find that wire that's broken or whatever, and or a well, thermostat that's that's uh, open on you. All right, I checked the I checked continuity on the thermostat, and that checks good. Uh, if I trace that wire back, is that going to take me possibly to the timer timer knob on this? Yes, that or, that's always a possibility too. You know, but. Uh, does it work on any any setting like time dry or uh, no time... no heat no heat what's no heat whatsoever at any of the, on any of the settings? All right, well you're just gonna keep digging till I know you'll find it too. All right, Joe, I appreciate your help. Been listening to you for years. You were gone off WGR for a while, and I'm glad you're back. Thank you very much for your help. I am too, and thanks very much for the phone call. Very nice of you on this early Sunday morning. Thank you. We are here for your call. If you've got an appliance repair question, or maybe you're thinking of purchasing some appliances and want to check it out before you make your final decision, here's the number to call, 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. Let's go to St. Clair County. Now, a township, Joe, with just under 10,000 residents. It's Kimball with a refrigerator that's got a frost issue. This is Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Thanks for calling. Good morning, Joe. About uh, three weeks ago, I uh, cleaned the refrigerator. I, I had my son over, and we pulled it out and took the back off to clean the condenser, I guess. Yes, ma'am. And it run nice and smooth, For but I noticed... Uh, this week that uh, it runs for a half hour when it clicks on. Yeah. I think that I thought it was pretty long. And then also I noticed that there's frost and the, there was frost in the cool whip and frost in another piece of meat that I took out. So I don't know what's going on. Now a half hour runtime is not a long time. Oh, okay. If you go into the defrost, see your refrigerator is self-defrosting. And so yeah. every six or eight hours it goes into defrost. And when it goes into defrost, a heater comes on and introduces 60 to 90 degrees of heat in the freezer section, which spreads into the refrigerator section. So you've got that much heat introduced into the product which is supposed to be at, you know, 35, 40 degrees or zero in the freezer. All of a sudden you got this frost or this heat and that heat has to be removed. So it's going to take some time to do that. So don't be alarmed because the refrigerator runs for a half hour. I'm interested in the frost condition. Now, have you checked the door seals to make sure they're sealing properly? Because... Frost in food means you've got kitchen air coming into the refrigerator. 
Yeah, uh, well, I noticed that when I opened the freezer, you know, I don't know, but it's not a big tug you usually get on a freezer. Yeah. But I don't notice that anymore. And I, I put the light, you know, the flashlight in there, but I didn't see any light coming through. So you looked all around, you got on a little step stool and looked at the top of the door. You used yeah. a little mirror along the bottom edge. Well, what I, no, I didn't do that, or I didn't do it the part where it's uh, next to the wall. You know what I'm saying? Um, where the hinges yeah. are. I couldn't, it only opens, it opens towards the wall. Yeah, can you get a little purse mirror in there? I could. Oh, yes. All right. Well, that's what you're going to do now. You're going to shut the doors at night, put a flashlight in both sections, not just one, in both sections, uh -huh. and you're going to stand on a little step stool. You're going to look by with your eyes. You're going to use a little mirror along the bottom edge and on the side there where the wall is, and you're going to look for air coming in. Now, if you see light it means you've got air coming in and you need to heat the door gasket with a hair dryer get it good and hot watch you don't burn the plastic my goodness i've done that in the past and uh watch you don't burn the plastic door liner okay and, and stretch the seal outwards it has a tendency to come back to its original shape and margaret when you get all that done i'll be back here again next sunday morning and I'd like to hear from you, or you can send me a note on my email. Um, I, I don't have a computer. I don't want to learn how to do it. So. Well, I, I didn't either, but I've learned a little, not much. Okay. All right, um, Margaret. Okay. All right. Thank you for your information. I appreciate it, and I enjoy your show very, very much. I enjoy doing it very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. We're at 627 now, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented by Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies at 8 Mile and Farmington Roads in Livonia. They're the best, folks. I've been using them. My wife, darling Valerie, has been using them. They give you personal attention. They treat you just like family. Their prices are the best there is in the drug industry. And if you mention Joe Gannon, you give it. Anything like a walker, a wheelchair, other medical equipment at 15% off in-store purchases and free delivery all the way to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Call Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. Their phone number 248-478-3922. That's 248-478-3922. Did you ever hear the phrase, the early bird gets the worm? Well, in this yeah. case, you're the early bird, and the worm you can get is an answer to your appliance repair question. Give us a call right now, 800-859-0957. That's 
I am happy to be your humble show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we're just moments away from the next segment of the longest-running appliance repair radio show in America. We're putting it through the control room of the WJR studios in the new center area of Midtown Detroit in the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building. We are the great voice of the Great Lakes. We are where Detroit comes to talk. It's the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on 760 WJR. There is no way we're stopping until we get to 8 o'clock. We'll put a plow on the front of this radio show if we have to and blast through the snow. We're making it all the way till 8 o'clock and plenty of good programming on WJR. After that, to tell us about it, Dave Kingpin Rieger. Well, coming up today, right after the Home and Appliance Show, is a new show for Rick Edelman called The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. So that's a new show that's coming on today for one hour. And then following that, another new show called Everyday Wealth. So from 8 to 9, it's The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman, his new show. And then from 9 to 10, Everyday Wealth, followed by the Inside Outside Guys. We've got Michigan State Basketball at 1 o'clock. And we've also got Sports Wrap with Chris Renwick at 6, and then the Gridiron Wrap at 7. And that's what's happening later on today on WJR. Thank you, Dave Rieger. Our phone number to call with your appliance repair question or your appliance purchase question, 800-859-0957. If you want to text us, you can. We'll do our best to get those in as well, but we prefer you call us so you can talk to Joe personally and really get your problem hammered out. 800-859-0WJR, the number to call right now. Let's go to Roseville. we got a GE dryer that could use a little bounce in its step. This is Frank. Good morning, Frank. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Oh, good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe, I got about a 20-year-plus gas GE dryer. It happens to belong to my son, and he's telling me that he has to put his clothes in about two or three times. I mean, the same same clothes in there two times for it to dry. Keeps hitting the start button, and it'll, it'll dry a little bit. He'll, he'll hit the start button again and I'll dry some more until they're completely dry. Got any idea what's going on with that? Well, let me say that nine out of 10 times when this problem occurs in a clothes dryer, consumers should be aware that if the dryer vent line is plugged up and it's not perfectly clean, this is what happens with a dryer. It won't dry the load of clothes that you put in there in a normal time frame. So my first comment, Frank, is go to the vent line. Make sure the okay. vent line is clean as a whistle. And then okay. we can blame the clothes dryer. But until the consumer does that, and okay. again, that's something that needs to be done quite often and should be done because if you don't clean the vent line, there are 18,000 dryer fires in this country every year. And I've okay, seen now, them. Okay, about a year ago, we, uh, we uh, remodeled his, his uh, laundry room, and the vent line was all new material. You think it, will, it could clog within that year? Oh, yes. Now, how long is the vent line is another question. Well, it's in a condo unit, and I'm thinking this thing's got to run probably about 30 to 40 feet. Well, 
Frank, you, you just hit the problem and you hit the problem. Let me put it to you this way. I live in a condo complex. Yeah. And I live on an end unit, which means the dryer vent line is two feet long. But the, the condos that are in the middle, they're not on the ends. Right. In this, in this condo, which was built 20 years ago, the vent line is as much as 70 to 90 feet long. And here's the thing. You're allowed to dry, have a dryer vent line that is 30 feet long with one elbow. Okay. 30, 30 feet long with one elbow. That's the limit. Now, if it's as long as you're telling me, you could, you've got to take some corrective action here. You've got to get that vent line cleaned out and you've got to make sure it's clean more than once a year because the vent lines in this condo, well, let's put it this way. Where I live in the condo complex, I had the fire marshal come out. And the fire marshal in this little town, well, he says to me, if I could red tag every one of these doors that tell people, don't use your clothes dryer, I would disconnect the dryer. I, I can't do that, he says. By law, I can't do that. But we made a big issue out of it here in the condo complex. There's 127 condos in this complex. And I'll bet you three quarters of the well, they're all getting clean now because of, we went into a panic over this whole thing. But go back to that vent line, Frank. Okay. It's very critical to the life of that dryer and to the life of the people who live in the house. And I'd like to hear back from you. I'd like to hear okay. back how you solved the problem. And Donald will give you our email. You can go directly to the computer and come right directly to my own personal email. Okay, I'll do that. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. You're welcome, Bye. sir. So here is that email address for Frank and for anyone who'd like to email Joe Gannon at his own personal email address. You're welcome to do it. You just need the address, and here it is. It's the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. That's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. You can also stay in touch with the Home and Appliance Show during the week by visiting our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance. When you're there, you can listen to past episodes of the Home and Appliance Show. If you missed one or want to hear it again, you can stream it right while you're there. You can also see a list of our preferred partners. That's at wjr.com slash appliance. And if you listen to podcasts at all, you can subscribe to the Home and Appliance Show, just like you do any other podcast you listen to. If you've got an Apple phone or an Android phone, if you're in the Google store or if you're in the Apple uh, you know, podcast area, just search out the Home and Appliance Show and subscribe to it. And every Sunday, the show that was done earlier that day will pop up on your phone. You can listen to it anytime you want throughout the course of the week. So that's at the podcast. Just search the Home and Appliance Show. All right, Joe, we got an email from Faith in Dexter, and she says, Hello, Dr. Joe. First, let me thank you for all the wonderful advice you give on your show. I try to pass along anything I learn to my friends. Now, my problem. I have a 37-year-old plus old Maytag washing machine. It even has a suds saver, which I love. Everything seems to be working, except it won't agitate. 
My husband has done repairs on it in the past. He has replaced the belts and has even replaced the motor. For this problem, he moved uh, at the pump motor. He just a tad hoping to adjust the tension of the belt. He's tried that. He managed to get in working, but it has failed again. His research has shown that it is the transmission that needs to be replaced. And that's a costly repair, which he is not in a position to do. And he doesn't even think it would be worth doing. Bottom line is, can you please tell her what you think the problem might be? Yes, I went into a rather deep email to this lady and advised her that the roller kit on the motor is the other maintenance factor on an old Maytag washing machine like she has, which was the best washing machine made at that time. It's no longer made. Whirlpool purchased them and got rid of all the mechanical stuff and the dyes and the so forth for making that machine. But that was a good machine. And the two maintenance factors at that age are change the two belts and change the roller kit underneath the motor. So the motor roller kit creates the tension on the belt so that the machine would agitate. And if it's worn, and it is, after all those years, it's worn, it's not hard to change. Four rollers are on a glide assembly. And I gave her a few more tips for her husband to check. I'm waiting to hear back from them quite honestly, as to if they had success with my methods of maintaining that old 30-some-year-old Maytag washing machine. They don't make them like that except for one manufacturer. And I profess that business to be the best in the washer industry in the world, in the whole wide world, and it's called Speed Queen. Yes. Speed Queen makes the best washing machine and on their literature, they're even brave enough and bold enough because they have the knowledge to put quality into a washing machine. On their literature, they tell you, expect 25 years of life from this washing machine, from a Speed Queen. And the average life of a washing machine today is seven to 10 years. You'll get three times that or more from a Speed Queen washing machine. Where is it made? Yes, you may ask. It's made in Ripon, Wisconsin. And I will soon be taking a drive to the Speed Queen factory coming up in the next several weeks. I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you, Donald. The appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, is in. He's ready to answer your question. You just got to do your part and give us a call. The phone number is 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. That's eight hundred eight five nine zero WJR. I am your humble show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on the Great Voice of the Great Lakes seven sixty WJR. We are back in this very segment, not the last segment, not the next segment. This very segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning. You know, they've always got a special going on at Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning. they got an office in Westland with over 100 technicians. 
They got another office in Fowlerville, just up the road from here. And Sharon's does it the way it should be. They really do have some exceptional deals. Right now, they've got a, a $59 tune-up special on your furnace. I've never heard of a $59 tune-up, but they've got it going. They'll check your carbon monoxide factor and check your furnace. Make sure you don't have any problems coming up this winter. They'll call Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning. They are the best. Their phone number is 734-425-1415. That's 734-425-1415. Well, Joe, if I understand correctly, and if all goes as planned, tomorrow, Monday, you will send out your January newsletter. It will now be the 12th of your first year's worth of monthly newsletters. Congratulations on one full year. So tell us what you got planned for this one going out tomorrow. Well, we've got some specials on that, uh, special knowledge, so to speak. I uh, had a nice email from a couple of people who uh, asked to have any specific information that pertains to the products in their home that's necessary put into the newsletter. So that's what you're going to get. And uh, again, they're going to hit the button on that tomorrow and you'll get it on your computer. And uh, if you have any problems with uh, the newsletter, you'll see a new caption in there. It tells you who to contact at Spectrum and a phone number. So that problems, if they occur, will be eliminated. And that's important to those people who get the newsletter. I don't have the dollar figures, uh, but I know we're up there around $20,000. It's a little shy of what Mitch Album does when he does his specials for children. He hit 1.6 something million this year. And in the 10 year period, Mitch has raised $10 million plus for the children of the Detroit area. So he does a terrific job and I'm just playing catch up with Mitch and uh, I'll get there slow and sure. I figure I got a lot of years left doing this radio program. And we've got the most generous radio listeners there is in the world. And so anyways, if you want that newsletter from Spectrum, now's the time to go to, and Donald, you can have that email address given out by you right here, right now. The website address is spectrumhuman.org. It's a win-win situation. You'll get Joe's monthly newsletter for a year for a minimum $10 donation. You can donate more if you want, but $10 does it. And uh, you'll get uh, the monthly newsletter first of every month. And you'll be helping out Spectrum, which is a family services agency that's working to strengthen Michigan children and families with foster care and adoption programs and assisted living and substance abuse and a whole lot more. So get in on the mail, get to... Uh, your own subscription by going online to spectrumhuman.org, S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. Let's cross international lines now, Joe. Let's go to Windsor. we got a rinse dispenser on a dishwasher that has a slow leak. This is Roy. Good morning, Roy. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Oh, good morning, and Happy New Year to you, Joe. And you uh, too. For, well, I have a GE dishwasher. It's about 12 years old. And there's a slow leak in the rinse dispenser. You know, it, there's a little blue streak running down the side of the inside the door. 
Now, uh, what what can I expect when I take that panel off? If I want to repair, is it a gasket or is it a little hose that might have disconnected? Well, it could be either one of them. Uh, and uh, if you, it's 12 years old, so it's kind of worn. You may find the gasket needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Or you could stop at the hardware store and get some gasket material. But uh, I think you'll fix this. You've, uh, if you have any uh, silicone seal, mm-hmm. uh, yes. if you have some of that, that helps to solve the problem where the leak is as well. Okay. Now, that being said, Joe, is rinse agent really necessary? Well, we I think it is. Uh-huh. I think it is. We uh, we have well water here in the condo complex, but mm-hmm. uh, and I have a water softener as well. But mm-hmm. uh, my wife prefers to use the jet dry because mm-hmm. it coats the glasses or however it works. Okay, it uh, okay. it helps to dry the dishes. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we use anyway yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, no. I'll- I got something to do tomorrow. Today, I think the stores might be closed, or some of the big box stores might be open. But it's Sunday; we'll we'll let it go. Well, it's very nice. I haven't heard from you in some time. I noticed uh, I've had a few emails, uh, quite a few from you in the past, and I want you to continue to drop me a little note, tell me how you're doing. Okay, Joe, I certainly shall. Thank very you very nice much you. for all the information. Thank you, sir. Take care. The phone number to call is 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. We prefer you call, but if you can't, you can text us. Just do it at the same phone numbers and just give us your name, your city, and your question. 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. We're going to Macomb now. We've got a lady who'd like a little help with her hot water and her oven. This is Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you? Hi, I have two issues going on. I have. Um, I was. I want to get the name of my uh, hot water heater. I was there in that area. Uh, let me. I should have had this prepared. Hold on. Okay, that, I have a select. What is this called? Hold on one minute. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, I have a state select hot water heater. That's what's on this hot water heater. And it no longer gets hot. And um, it's like I've turned the dial. Now I'm in the basement where the hot water heater is. And I just looked. This may sound foolish. I may have turned the dials the wrong way. And... um, because I turned it up to the highest level, yeah. and it no longer gets hot. Would now, that mean is it ga- that- is, is Beverly? Is it gas or electric? Mm, it's gonna sound stupid. Um, no, 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 I, no, no, no question. I don't know. I well, want to say gas. It's right next to the furnace. Um, yeah, but do you see a burner assembly on the bottom? Can you hear the gas come on? When you mm. when your hot water heater requires hot, then the gas comes on and it's a burner, so you hear it start. Foosh. No, it must be electric then. All right. Okay, but How old it is won't. It? 
You know, I've only been here since 2019, and so it's probably living this condo. I'd say maybe it's not brand new. It okay. could be a couple years old. Okay, if I was in here in 19, they probably had at least probably about five, seven years, I think. Now, you may have a burnt-out element in the, the hot water heater. That happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Sharon or either uh, you gave me another place. I've used Sharon before. They don't deal with hot water heaters, do they? I Inspection. do believe. Yes, they do. Okay, I have a call into them because I had left a message on their machine on uh, what day was that? Christmas Eve. No, New yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah. And so I'm sure when they go back to their office on Monday, they'll get my message and then yeah. maybe they can come out for an inspection. Now, can you uh, send me an email? Yeah, okay. I guess that I recorded your email address, oh, so I can send. Yeah, I can send that to I, you. I'd like to know what they find. Okay. 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 Now Great. you had another question on a yes, the oven. My okay. I have a whirlpool stove, yeah. and um, I, I, I should have had the, the years of these. Okay, so um, the burners work. And the and the broiler works, but the actual oven doesn't work. And I discovered that one day I turned the timer on, and then I came back, and then the oven would not come on at all. It did not come on. And this, then this. so I tried the broiler, and that came on high, you know, very high speed, and that yeah. will cook, will operate. Is that now, gas or electric? Gas. All right, so the oven bake section doesn't The come bake on. section, I'm sorry, the bake section. All right, and that's most but likely... But the broil section works. All right, then that's most likely an igniter problem. Okay. Now, uh, the igniter, do you, do you use the broil a lot on your stove? Well, what I did, I, you know, I, I use it occasionally, but after I had prepared, had something in the bake section to cook, yeah. I switched over and did co completed that meal with the broiler, which, okay. you know, completed that uh, with the yeah. uh, chicken that I had in the oven. For the, when, you for the start do, when you start doing the delicate things like cookies and baking cakes and so forth, that's I use it gonna, periodically. I do. I do. Yeah, to get things brown. Yeah. But to get, I'm going to say yeah. to you that the igniter for the broiler is probably the same as the igniter for the bake. So you can switch the igniters, but hmm. you, it doesn't sound like you're going to do that. It sounds like you need a new igniter for your stove. Okay. Now, Okay. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe if you talk to the service technician who comes out to look at your hot water tank, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, by golly, I'll I'll bet you, he, Sharon's is a great place. It really is, and these service technicians are pretty smart. Not just in heating and air conditioning, but also in just about anything. You talk to that service technician who comes to your home there probably Monday or Tuesday. And ask him if he okay. can change, if he can get you an igniter for that stove. Okay, so you don't think it's, that it needs repairing? I mean, replacing. I think no, the no, stove no, is no. pretty old, but it's a whirlpool. 
and you know, I'm very I was severe satisfied with it before yeah. this. Well, you have that service technician looking at it. And okay. then and then if you need an appliance repairman, send me an email. I'll direct you someplace. Thank you so much, Joe. I'm so glad that your show is live today. I woke up and I said, well, this is probably a recorded show. And then when I, you know, dialed the number, I was just amazed that it's live. So I'm glad of that. You'd be amazed at the uh, director, promoter, and uh, co-host of this show. And I'll let him say a few words in regards to your note right there. And Donald, if you could dress Beverly, uh, why is it live? Because we're dedicated, baby. We're dedicated to the cause. Nothing yeah. stops us. Thank you for noticing, Beverly. Joe, we've got two minutes to the top of the hour, two minutes till the 7 o'clock news. Could be a time that we could help out Abby, who texted in a question from Canton. And Abby says uh, her question is, how can she get her freezer down to zero degrees? She's cleaned everything extensively, moved all the options away from the vent, but can't get it down to zero. What might you suggest? Well, uh, what's wrong with four or five above? What's what's wrong with that temperature? Sometimes trying to get your freezer too cold will mean things in the refrigerator section will freeze. Transfer of cold through the walls and so forth. So, yeah, no, I uh, I would say, hey, five above zero is just fine for keeping the food frozen and making it last longer. And uh, hey, they don't make them like they used to. That's for sure. So uh, Beverly, and I just want to add one little quick thing. I got a few seconds to do so. Okay, here, let me read this. The advertisers that are part of this show are selected by Joe Gannon and they are the best of their industry. If ever you should are not satisfied with their performance, I want to hear from you. It is my intention that my advertisers know that I am always interested in the quality of their work. And up until the top of the hour, here we go. All right, we're coming back after 7 o'clock, and we're going to be ready to take your calls. So call us during the news. So we're ready to go at 800-859-0WJR. That's 800 859 And we invite you to join us here for the next hour on the subject of your major home appliances. Washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. You're invited to join us with your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your complaints. We want to hear it all on this family-oriented radio program called The Home and Appliance Show. And how to join us? Well, the great voice of the great guy, Donald the Hammer Schuster. You and I are just like a couple of tots running across the meadow, picking up lots of forget-me-nots. You make me feel so young. Happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year to you, Donald, and to all of our listeners. We invite you to join us this morning and talk about your major home appliances. 2022 is here, and we are here for you live on this Sunday, January 2nd at 7.07 a.m., ready to take your call. 
with your question for either an appliance repair problem you might be having or maybe an appliance purchase you're thinking about, the number to call is 800-859-0957. For the holiday weekend, if you want to, you can also text us. Now, we prefer you call. We enjoy talking to you, and Joe can help you out better by having an exchange with you. But if you can't call us, you can also text us at the same number, 800 859 0957. If you do text us, please give us your name and city along with your question 800 859 0WJR. Joe, we've got a question here from Michelle, and she says, Joe, my dad suggested to me that I contact you regarding my Whirlpool washer. It is an older, top loading model. Uh, it is a Whirlpool. And she says, the first time I use the washer while emptying the clothes, there are dark brown pieces all over the clothes. They will shake off or will smudge and leave a brown stripe. It doesn't appear to happen after the first load. I have changed the tube thinking it may be disintegrating, but that was not the problem. And also the first use of the faucet on the wash tub starts out yellow. Any advice for her? I would suggest she go right to her hot water tank and take a, a bucket, a bucket of any sort, empty one, and put a hose on the drain valve on the bottom of the hot water tank and drain some water out. Let's see what comes out of there first. The fact that she's not getting it in the second load or whatever might indicate that there's problems in the hot water heater itself. Hot water heaters are made to be cleaned. Yes, they are. You and most millions of consumers buy a hot water heater, and as long as the water's hot, they don't worry about it at all. But there's a mineral deposit that is in the water that builds up on the bottom inside the hot water heater, and that can cause some real problems with efficiency and it needs to be emptied beginning from the stages of brand new. Wait a few months, dump a bucket out, see what happens and you'll see stuff coming out of there that once it builds up and starts to build up, it can build up four to five inches on the bottom of your hot water heater. And when you have a gas hot water heater, what you're doing is you're heating up all that mineral and it, that mineral turns into a shale kind of a stone where you can break it off and it makes all sorts of noises inside a hot, or hot water heater. Clean it, dump out some water, make it a habit of doing it every three, four months. And just a couple of buckets is all you need to drain out of there and get that deposit out of there. And your hot water heater will be as efficient as it can be. But I suspect very much that this lady has that problem. And she'll find out if she follows the procedure I've just described. Not hard to do. Just a short piece of hose that you put on that valve at the bottom. And if you do that and the valve continues to drip water after you shut it off, put a cap on there. Go to the hardware store. Get a cap you would put on a, a faucet outside. And uh, that'll take care of the leaking problem. Joe, let's go to Northville now. we got a loyal listener who's got the pilot on his gas fireplace that won't catch. This is Dave. Hi, Dave. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? 
So, Joe, morning, first of all, and Happy New Year. Thank um, you. I've got a gas inserted, oh, I guess, fireplace, I guess a, a firebox. Yeah. Uh, ceramic logs. Um, so, used it last year, and we used it with the blower, make it, make, keep the room comfortable. Right. But this year, once we go turn it on, um, lit the pilot, pilot lights, but as soon as I turn it from the push for the pilot to the on position, right. it the flame goes away. You've got a bad thermocouple. How old is this? And unit? that's, I'm thinking it's probably an 08. It was when the house was built. Okay, you probably have a pilot uh, thermocouple in that flame. I do, and I, I took it apart to find it. I, of course, I can't find a replacement for it. Um, is there anything I need to look at specifically? I mean, I can't find a one-to-one -one re replacement. Is there like a universal one that would probably work? That's a touchy conversation right there because there's, okay. been, there, there's been some changes made in the pilot system of gas burners like you have on that. So I don't know for a fact. I would contact somebody in the fireplace business, ask that question, and see there usually or there used to be a thermocouple you could buy at the hardware store for ten, fifteen dollars, and it was just a matter of a little crescent wrench to remove it, and that would take care of the problem. But I don't know if that exists with your particular fireplace. Right. So I I can't remember what brand it was, and I bought a, a replacement off of Amazon and OEM, OEM product. And of yeah. course, it's a different size fitting that goes into the flame area. So I was just wondering if there's something that maybe a little bit more universal that I could probably buy and somehow make it fit. Well, that I can't answer because I'm not an okay. expert at all on fireplaces. I've got one just like you have. <laughs> And it works great. Now, it's 20 years old. And those thermocouples, they last for a long, long time, but they do fail on you because the thermocouple has a fluid in it that expands and opens up the thermostat to let continuous gas flow. But you should be calling somebody in the fireplace business to answer that question specifically. Do you recommend anyone in the area? I don't know anyone in the area, Dave, quite honestly. Okay. Uh, I'll keep looking then. Okay. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks. Very nice of you. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're coming up on 7.15, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by Spectrum Human Services. And Spectrum Human Services has a newsletter they give out and they send on your computer on the first of every month. We're a little late. I think it goes out tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. But if you'd like to make a donation to Spectrum Human Services, know this. I don't see the money. I don't touch it. It's all compiled at Spectrum, and it's all used for SpectrumHumanServices.com. Go to their computer. $10. That's less than a dollar a month. And you'll get the Appliance Doctors newsletter through Spectrum, and it's a fundraiser. And I know we're around 20 grand, and we're getting there. We're not going to reach 10 million like Mitch Album does, but we're sure going to give it a good try. Spectrum Human Services, I've been on the board for a long, long time. I enjoy everything they do. They do so much for 1,400 people, especially kids.
every, every day. That's right. They help kids tremendously. And Donald can tell you how to get the Spectrum through the email. Yep. To sign up, you want to go to their website. So you go online to spectrumhuman.org. O-R-G stands for organization. Spectrumhuman.org. You'll see the place you can sign up there. And for a minimum $10, you'll get the next 12 issues of Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter. We're here for your calls this morning. We're here to help you with your appliance repair problems. If you're thinking of purchasing an appliance, we're here to help you make that decision right before you make your final decision. The phone number to call or text if you need to is 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. I am Donald, the Hammer Schuster. We're being helped out this morning by Dave Kingpin Rieger in the WJR control room on the audio board. We're being helped out in the WJR control room on phones by Danielle Mason. And we're going to keep this show rolling until 8 o'clock. It's the longest running appliance repair radio show in America. It's the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. We're here for you live. We're bringing in the new year with you here on Sunday, January 2nd, and we welcome your calls right now. We want to help you out at 800-859-0957. wjr Let's go to Ann Arbor, Joe. We've got a Maytag stackable washer and dryer that's not functioning correctly. This is uh, Mary. Hi, Mary. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Oh, it's my pleasure, Joe. Thank you. Um, I've listened to you. I've listened to Glenn, and we miss him. And uh, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, and, and, of course, Happy New Year. Um, hey, I have a, a stackable Maytag. It's about 10 years old, and I absolutely love it. And I was using it, completed the cycle, took the clothes out, put them on the, in the dryer, then I tried to start the Maytag, the washer, and it wouldn't start. But then I turned the dial on it, and for some reason it caught into the spin, and I let it complete that cycle. And then when I tried to use it again, no fill, no nothing. It won't spin, won't do anything. It's now, you didn't, blow the, you didn't blow the fuse at the circuit breaker, did you? Gosh, well, wouldn't that affect the dryer also because it's a combination unit? Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, oh, the, the The dryer, gas, or electric? Uh, it's 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 a it's it's a combination apartment style. Um, it's the uh, it's electric. All right, so the dryer needs two hundred and twenty volts to operate, and you may have popped the circuit breaker or a fuse if you have an older place. Uh, but I'd start there. I'd start by making sure you've got the correct amount of power coming to the unit. But the dryer is still working. The, the dryer, dryer still works. Yep, the, dryer, the washer just won't. Okay, all right. So mm -hmm. you didn't blow the circuit. We can assure that. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is the timer on the machine is what controls things now. Okay. And you could need a timer for this machine, but before I go and buy a timer and install it, I don't don't 
sometimes they're very expensive. Uh, but before I do that, I'd have a service technician come out and take a look at it. Okay, because I know the, the door isn't bent or anything, so I know it's making the latches connecting. Yeah. Um, so it could be the timer, huh? Okay. It could be the timer, but I'd call for service if I were you. Well, yeah, but that's what I tried not to do. I know, but... <laughs> I, I like you, to try to do this myself, but... Uh, well, I, you I know, to... you can order a timer, but... Okay. There's other things in there in that, in that circuit that could gone bad you could have a broken wire for instance and you buy a timer you put it in does the same thing like mm -hmm. you're kind of you're kind of stuck with the timer good point excellent point okay so then i guess i got to call home flying smart here in ann arbor and have them service me yeah well if you got it uh, if you purchased it there they've got a source that they use for service as well oh yeah i'm familiar very familiar with them yeah. Um, yeah, I did purchase it there, but it was like in 2009. Yeah. So, well, I, 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 I'll, get, I'll get, I'm sorry. I, I, I wanted to tell you, I have a Maytag stackable unit, but it's got to be 40 years old now. Oh, at least. Wow. And it's a machine I had at the cottage. We just sold the cottage last year, but. It's a machine I had at the cottage that I completely rebuilt myself and uh, still works like a champ. Well, I expect to get another 20 years out of this one, but gosh, I was hoping that it would be something I could uh, you know, take care of myself. So that's why I wanted a starting point. But if you say it could be the timer, then I'm at, I, I best make a smart choice and call a repair. Yes, yes. And I thank you very much for the phone call, Mary. Excellent. Thanks so much for your help, Joe. Appreciate You're you. Welcome. Keep it up. All right, buddy. You take care. Bye-bye. Oh, I will. You too. Bye. Joe, if you would be so kind, you might be able to help out a loyal listener in London, Ontario, with actually three questions that he has. One is regarding a microwave bulb that's burned out. The next is a question about his hot water heater. And then he's got a question about his washer. From uh, London, this is Michael. Hello, Michael. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, and you too. Yep. We'll get right to it. The, um, the microwave is a Sanyo. It's easily um, 30 years old. Okay. It's a touch pad. It doesn't rotate. And the light bulb just burnt out last week. So I wondered, I've been listening in the past, and I know if you take it apart, you run the risk of blowing yourself across the room. So I just wondered, is this something I should be, um, how do I go about doing it without doing that? Well, where's the light bulb? On the, uh, when you open up the door, it's on the left, or on the right side, and it's behind the, um, uh, the panel inside you can see where the holes are and the, and the light shoots out those holes okay so you can't get at it from there um i don't believe so no there's no little door or anything with a screw or a little tab holding the door nothing that lets you into that area where the light bulb is am i correct i believe so all right that means you've got to take the casing off Okay. Now, when you're taking the casing off, you make sure it's unplugged. That's a given. 
and look around the edges. You'll see the screws that hold a casing on it. Remove yeah. those screws. That casing comes off, and now you can get to the light bulb. Oh, so I'm nowhere near the capacitor or the, uh, the other thing? Well, you're not going to find out because you're not going to touch anything else but the light bulb. Okay. Because if you're near the if you're near the capacitor, you'll blow a little hole in your finger. One hand yeah. will come out the other hand. S suppose I wore a rubber glove. <laughs> yeah. Would that insulate me? Good oh. luck. <laughs> okay. Um, we still got time for the other two. Go ahead, sir. Okay, let's do the hot water tank. This one, I don't have the tank. It's just I'm looking at purchasing. I don't know if you have them in, uh, in the States or anything, but a hot water tank, doesn't matter if it's electric or gas, you have two versions. One where both lines come in at the top, and another one where the line comes in at the top, and another one goes alongside on the outside and stabs into the bottom side. Which of those two versions is good or because they're like twenty dollars more for the one that stabs in on the bottom side. So I just wondered what's the what's going on? In the United States all hot water heaters have coal line coming in at the top. Yeah. And a hot water line coming in coming out at the top. In oh. Canada in Canada and then I'm from Timmins, by the way, if you didn't yeah. know that. But the hot water tanks up there at the cottages all come in at the bottom. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and that makes more noise than the version made in the United States. And that's one of the reasons why they changed here in the United States years ago and put the boat pipes up at the top and eliminated the sounds that those tanks with the hose line coming in at the bottom makes. That's the reason for that. Okay, perfect. So let's go now to the Inglis. I got an Inglis washing machine. I have no idea the year, but it's a one that has the barber pole um, center in it that goes up and down. Okay. And you mentioned about um, that run by dog legs. Well, I guess those dog legs broke. So it just... It kind of it doesn't do anything. It lets the water gyrate it around itself. And um, you said pop the top cap. I did that. And then when I looked inside, there's a big hollow. You can put like a, a king can beer down there. Yeah. And there's nothing but a, 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 a disc, a big disc. But it, it has a weird, uh, like a funnel shape to it. And, and you can't do anything. You can't grab onto anything or it's, it's just strange. You don't see a nut, a bolt nope. in there? Absolutely, no nut or bolt. Okay, so you do not have the two-piece agitator, as I described on Whirlpool products. Oh, no, this one's an Inglis. Um, right. Extra and I don't, large capacity. I don't know who made that Inglis. Was it General Electric? I don't know. Well, you're going to have to go to your computer there and yeah. look for a video on how to repair that agitator assembly in an English. Well, I'll, I'll find it here on my computer as well. But there's okay. going to be a picture of it uh, somewhere in the computer in Canada. 
because um, when you hold on to the agitator, it jiggles so easily as if it's just held by a little um, yeah. clamp or something. Yeah. Well, there's something's worn out. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah. I um I accidentally broke it. Oh. I bought it used, and um, I I saw how this thing was going up and down. I and I thought uh, I put too much stuff inside, and and I guess it it just couldn't handle it, and it. All of a sudden, I noticed it stopped doing that up and down stuff. Lesson so what I do learned. is I still use it, but I just I put in a, a low load. That's all. And the, yeah. the bottom paddle wheel, you know, it still makes the yeah. stuff fluff around up and down. Yeah. I mean, a rolling, tumbling kind of thing. Yeah. So everything's fine. But I just thought, oh, I'll check out these dog legs. And I was stunned when I didn't see a nut. Well, Michael, I thank you very much for the phone call. A little more investigative work and you'll solve the problem. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take right. care. Bye-bye. We're up at 7.33 on this Sunday after New Year's Day. Welcome to 2022. You're listening to the Home and Appliance Show, and the next segment of the show is presented to you by SPS Glass Block. And Chuck Chuck Guy wants to install an egress window in your home. And by law, you need one. If you have somebody that gets trapped in your basement because of flooding or because of fire, you're in big trouble with the law. You could end up in prison for a long time. Call Chuck at SPS Glass Block, 844-482-7378. When Joe comes back, he's going to be helping out Debbie from Davisburg. He'd like to be helping out you as well. We just need a call from you so he can do it. And the phone number is 800-859-0957. We're going all the way till 8 o'clock this morning, so we've still got time to help you if you call us now. 800-859-0WJR. I am your humble show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the longest-running appliance repair radio show in America. We're funneling it through the control room of WJR in the new center area of Midtown Detroit, right there in the beautiful, iconic Golden Tower of the Fisher Building. We are the great voice of the Great Lakes. We are the station that is Detroit first, Detroit always, News Talk 760, WJR. Holiday weekend or no holiday weekend, we're here for you every Sunday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Plenty of good programming on WJR after the Home and Appliance Show this morning. To tell us about it, Dave Kingpin Rieger. Sorry about that, guys. That was the wrong button for that to rejoin our music. Uh, coming up at uh, 8 o'clock after the Appliance Doctor Show, the new Rick Edelman Show, The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman, followed by another new show at 9 o'clock, Everyday Wealth. Then we've got Michigan State Basketball at Northwestern at 1 o'clock. And then later on today, Sports Wrap with Chris Renwick at 6 and the Gridiron Wrap at 7 for all your football news of the day. And that's what's happening later on today on WJR. Joe, I'll bet you there's a segment of our audience today who are the plow truck drivers driving around plowing the streets of the snow right now. So to any truck driver plowing snow right now, listening to WJR while you're doing it, we say good morning. The doctor is in the house. Joe Gannon here to answer your appliance repair question. 800-859-0WJR. That's 800 8 Five nine zero nine five seven to Davisburg we go. We've got a Samsung refrigerator that's not cooling. This is Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? 
Good morning, Joe. Happy New Year. Thank you, um, and you too. I've called before, and you've saved my um, my oven, so see if you can help me save my refrigerator. And I know Samsung is that four-letter word to you. But anyhow, this refrigerator is one of those four-door French door refrigerators, with the top portion being the refrigerator. The top, bottom left is always a freezer. The bottom right can either be a freezer or a refrigerator. The top portion is still cooling. The bottom portion is not. And the panel um, where the uh, it gives you the temperature. Yeah. And when I look at that, the number for the freezer is flashing. And so it tells you to call a technician, which I've done, but we can't get one for a while. Um, so they're probably just going to come and tell me it's the compressor. But it makes sense to me that half of it is still cooling. Are there two compressors in that or what should I look for? Uh, how old is it, Debbie? Well, of course. It's six years old, and I have a five-year warranty on it. Isn't that the way it goes sometimes? It's the way it always goes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've got two compressors. You could have. You could have. Was it an expensive refrigerator? Let me ask that. Uh, yes, it was. Like, give me an idea. It was about $3,000, I think. Oh, that... It could very well have two compressors and one of them is failing on you, which the service technician will be required to confirm that, I believe. Right. And uh, I just don't want him to come and say it's the compressor because that's the easiest thing for him to say and find out it really wasn't that. Yeah, well, uh, ask him first all, if it's the compressor, can you change it? Well, I don't want to change. I'm, I'm not necessarily looking to change it myself, but I just, I want to be educated before he comes. Yeah, you want to be educated. You want to be sure that you've got somebody that's coming out that's got a reputation. Now, how? where did you find the name of this service? And you don't have to mention the name, but well, where did I you? First called, I first called Samsung, and they gave me the name of a company that services our area. So, and of okay. course, this happened three days before Christmas. And oh. so I called them, and the gal said, I don't know why they told you that. We do not service your area. We service Clarkson, but not Davisburg, which were like a mile away. Yeah. But anyhow, so I bought it through Lowe's. So I called Lowe's, and their technician is coming. So I have no idea anything about their company. Well, neither do I. Uh, and I don't know who Lowe's uses. They must use, an, I hope, an independent service company that is trained on the product. And that's the kind of service you would expect from Samsung because you made that first contact with Samsung. And it doesn't sound like... I don't trust this situation. Let's put it that way. Well, I don't either. And that's why... I have a little time. We're actually not in the home right now. And um, so when we get back from vacation, you know, I'll be dealing with this. So I still have a little time. The top portion works. That's what's weird to me. Well, if there's two compressors, there's two evaporator coils that provide the cold. 
And if okay. and one of the compressors could be bad, you could have a leak uh, in the system. Uh, it's again, uh, without being too derogatory, you know, it falls into that J U N K bracket. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I know it. <laughs> and uh, but it makes you wiser for the next three thousand dollars you spend. Right. No. Know what you're going to buy before you buy it. Right. Well, I didn't. So, but I just wanted to, you know, if, if he just comes out and said it's the compressor and there's only one compressor, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Well, you know, the average life of a refrigerator today and voiced by the manufacturers, the Consumers Report magazine, 10 years. And that's... Well. That's a crying shame, you know. It truly is. I mean, there are people listening to us right now chit-chatting on the phone who've got refrigerators that are 25, 35 years old. Why can't they make them like they used to? They can if they wanted to. Yes, you're right, Debbie. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Built-in obsolescence means right. more sales every month, every year, and growth. It just doesn't stop. But I'd like to hear back from you now, okay? Do you have my email? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, Good. I had emailed you about my oven. You saved my oven. My oven did not, the panel, I couldn't use certain numbers on it for two years. Uh -huh. And then I listened to you and I cleaned it off with some warm white vinegar and it's worked ever since. Well, thank you for doing that. Uh, anyways, please let me know what happens. Okay, I will. Thank you so much for your help. Oh, you're very welcome. And have a good new year besides all of this. <laughs> you too. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. For anyone interested in emailing Joe Gannon at his own personal email address, here is the address you will want. It's the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. That's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. 7.45 and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by Thornton and Grooms Heating, Cooling and Plumbing. For over 80 years, Thornton and Grooms has been a fixture of the Metro Detroit community. Heating, cooling, plumbing and a whole lot more. Over 37,000 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Uh, give them a call. They've got the greatest warranties available in the United States. Give them a call at 248-644-7810. That's 248-644-7810. Guess who's in the phone caller on deck circle? Jim from Cleveland. He's coming up next after the break. We'll also be talking to the gentleman in the hole right now. That's Steve from Traverse City. You're listening to the Home and Appliance Show. I'm happy to be helping out. I'm Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're coming on back with the consumer advocate and appliance doctor you know and love, Joe Gannon. It's the Home and Appliance Show on 760 WJR. Is there a doctor in the house? You better believe it, Joe Gannon. Is there a caller on the line from Cleveland with a 14-year-old gas water heater that needs to be replaced? You better believe it. This is Jim. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? You're welcome. Uh, I've, like I said, I've got a 14-year-old 50-gallon uh, Kenmore gas water heater, and from what I've been reading, I'm on kind of borrowed time before it goes, and I want to head it, head it off. 
my question is, uh, should uh, what what are what are your opinions regarding replacing the gas water heater, a 50 gallon water heater, with a tankless water heater? I know cost is an <clears throat> cost is an issue, but outside of the cost of the units, what are the pros and cons on tankless versus a, uh, a tank water heater? Well, that's a lengthy. I mean, I could write a book on the subject. Okay. And I put well, it this way. Give me the Cliff Notes version. Okay. Well, I, I put it this way. When I meet a plumber, and I do quite often, I always ask the question, you have a tankless unit in your home? You know, I hardly ever find a plumber that's got one in the home. And if it's such a great thing, why not? So there's a question that leads to, like, it's costly. It has to be installed by a professional. It needs maintenance every year. You've got to back flush it and so forth. And for people who use a lot of hot water, you will run out of hot water. All the things that are negatives stand in front of me. I don't like them. I don't believe in them. I guess that is the Cliff Notes version then. <laughs> Even though they got a 20-year life versus, what, a 10-year life? Well, seven to, okay back on that. 7 to 12 years of lifespan is what the plumbers tell me about the current hot water tanks made today for home use. 7 to 12 years. Now, you got 14 out of yours, okay? And 14, yeah. 15, 20 years ago is when the quality of hot water tanks diminished quite a bit. And so if you've got a gas hot water heater, you need to every three to six months, empty a couple of buckets of water out of the bottom of the tank. You don't have to turn it off or anything like that. Just hook up a piece of hose to the drain valve and empty it of debris that's in the water. The minerals in the water will form a shale type rock. It can be five, six inches thick and that will ruin the efficiency of your tank because and also cause shorter lifespan. So the cleaner it is inside, the better. But you, right. as the consumer, need to do that. You need to make a practice of it. I got a hose downstairs. I hang right on the top of the hot water tank, and it's there for to remind me to do it. But that's the maintenance factor. Other than that, hey, you install it. You, somebody installs it, and they do a good job installing it. Uh, and you get, you know, seven to 12 years. Very well. I thank you, sir. Oh, I thank you for the calling, Jim. Very nice of you. Thank you. You know, we've got a call coming in from Traverse City now, a gentleman who'd like to tell you about a laundromat in the Traverse City area. This is Steve. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for calling. Hey, How hey thanks help for you? taking my call. You're I want to let you sir. know about um, uh, Bright and Clean uh laundromat and I use in Cadillac and they only use Speed Queen stuff and there's never a broken uh, machine that's uh, tagged for out of order or anything. They work so fast and they're fantastic. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's a joy to go there. It's called King the King's Bright and Clean at Paulster and Mitchell in Cadillac, Michigan. Fantastic. Well, that's very nice. You know, that machine uh -huh. that you buy for your home is the same machine that's in the laundromat? I did not know that. That's amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, 
They've been a leader in the laundromat machines for years, and you're right. I go to laundromats. Yeah. I go to laundromats just to walk by and see what they're like inside, and you see yeah. tags all over the place on machines that are eight not in use, broken, yep. whatever. But you don't see that's, that on the Speed Queen brand. That that's all I've been using for, for most of my life is the laundromats. And uh, I wanted to ask you something else. Have you ever met Gordy Howe? Oh yes, I knew Gordy quite well. Did you? Yeah, I knew him quite well. He's. Uh, I used to work the hockey school with. Uh, I used to work the Bill Gadsby Hockey School in Southfield with Mark Howe. Gordy's son. Oh my God! And you know what? Yeah. You know what Mark Howe said to me? This is a, this is a fact. My dad was the meanest hockey player ever to play the game. <laughs> nice, freaking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I went to. Uh, I grew up in Oak Park, and I went to the spring league uh, uh, hockey camp with MSU and stuff like that. Played high school hockey and. I love it, man. I love it. No, so, I, heard, I heard you played hockey. That's fantastic, Joe. Listen, I worked at a hockey school with MSU players in Oak Park. You did? I did. That's I where I went. Alex Turpe, Billy Sippel. Yeah. 1976 or something like that. Yeah, and Rick Duffett, uh, goaltender. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to get out my pamphlet now and look at the names now. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey you're making me feel very old, okay? <laughs> I don't skate Sorry about anymore. That. <laughs> no, I don't either. But uh, I enjoy watching it and, and, and checking it out, you know? Yeah. Listen, you call me again. Send me an email. I will, Joe. You take care. All right, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Small world, eh? Boy, in 1976. I love those hockey Listen, stories. Yeah, we took Rick Duffett's little car. They were staying at my place in Livonia. We took his little car, a little Triumph. We tipped it upside down on the front lawn. And Rick Duffett woke up, saw his car upside down on the front lawn, threw his gear in there and left. He wouldn't stay. He said, what kind of a place are we in? He says, that they take my car and tip it upside down on the lawn. Pack the stuff and he's gone. He's got oh. into a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. Hey, we've got three minutes to the top of the hour. Three minutes to eight o'clock should be the perfect amount of time to help out our caller from Raymond, Ohio, who's got a Kenmore gas stove where the back burner has stopped igniting. This is Warren. Hi, Warren. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking my question, Joe. Joe, I did ignite the burner by using a uh, grill lighter. So there is gas to the burner, but it does not self-ignite. But I see the, I see the uh, igniter snapping. I see the flame. So somewhere or another, it's just not getting the gas where it's supposed to be. Now, here's a service call that somebody could make, and I'm going to prevent that from happening. And Warren, you're going to fix your own stove. Okay. Are you ready? How old ready. is the stove? How old is the stove? 10 to 15 years. All right. The top comes up on the stove, right? I don't really know. Uh, I, think so. I think so. The whole top on the stove comes up. Okay. Now, you're going to see the burner. It's round. 
Yes. And there's a valve where you push the valve, you push the handle and turn the knob, right? Yes. Well, look at that valve and you're going to see a little aluminum tubing that leads to the stove, leads to the burner. Okay, right. That's the air travels down that little tube. Okay, the gas does? The air does. Okay. Okay, and you need air to have a fire, right? Okay. Now, look, right. at, the, look at the burner. It's round, and it's a little hill, right? right? It's a, a mound on top of the hill is the burner where the flame comes out of. Right. Now, when you're looking at that, you're going to see three and to five. And I can take the top off of this, Joe. You can? I can I can take a little lid off of this burner. Okay. Well, you're going to see three to five little tiny holes that are on the face of the burner just before the flame comes out those little those little holes look for those little holes and take a straight pin and punch a hole in those little holes you'll clean the dirt that's built up in there and you're going to clean okay. it your own stone and, and okay all right warren and i'm going to take my leave now and turn it all over to our co-host, Donald the Hammer Schuster. Who's here to assure you we'll be back again next Sunday, the Home and Appliance Show, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m.